Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang, will join us once again today to talk about the edible bean harvest. Also, we'll chat with the province's wheat specialist, Kim Brown Livingston. Brian Peria with Canfax will stop by with a cattle market update. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from CAP President Bill Campbell as the group holds its fall advisory council meeting today. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Keystone Agricultural Producers is hosting its Fall Advisory Council meeting online today. President Bill Campbell addressed the group. In a year where drought conditions have impacted producers in all sectors in every region of Manitoba, CAP's focus has been on advocacy and education to ensure that the right information, support, and tools are available to producers. With this in mind, at every turn, CAP has emphasized collaboration with producers, farm groups, and government. We know that producers' issues are interconnected. No matter the commodity, we have common interests and we need to work together. This collaboration will be key to ensuring that our industry emerges from the drought stronger than ever. At this point, I'd like to take a few minutes to recap some of CAP's work in response to the drought. This summer, CAP consulted with producers, farm groups, and all levels of government to understand and address the challenges facing our industry. CAP's executive and staff met with provincial and federal decision makers, including Minister Eichler and Minister Bebold to share producers' experiences with drought conditions and to advocate for assistance. Programs were soon developed with CAPS feedback along with other farm groups to address funding for feed assistance, feed transportation, and livestock transportation. CAP is also in discussions with the province as they develop a cow herd rebuilding program under the agri-recovery framework. This program will help livestock producers forced to sell breeding stock in 2021 with the goal to rebuild the herd starting in 2022. We also know that CAP has a role to play and support producers through education. This summer CAP with a group of farm groups, including uh, Crop Alliance, Manitoba Beef Producers, Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association, Manitoba Bison Association, and the Manitoba Sheep Association urged crop producers to know their options with drought-damaged crops. The coalition launched an online campaign to encourage producers to access drought and mental health resources and to talk to each other and MASC when considering their options. And with the announcement of programs under the agri-recovery framework, CAP, MBP, MFGA, ARD, and MASC hosted a webinar with department staff who explained the programs available and answered producers' questions. I want to take a moment here to say that we appreciate the collaboration and commitment of farm groups and all level of government to adjust the challenges facing farm producers. As we go forward, CAP will continue to work to ensure that supports reflect the medium and long-term situations. I'd also like to share an update regarding the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. 
With consultations underway regarding the next framework, CAP has been involved at every opportunity. Throughout the year, both levels of government have consulted with CAP regarding the next policy framework. At these discussions progress, CAP continues to highlight the need for business risk management programs that support producers, the role of producers as environmental stewards, economic development and public trust in agriculture. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell addressing the organization this morning during the virtual Fall Advisory Council meeting. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba's soybean harvest is in the bin. Dennis Lang is the province's pulse specialist. You know, I think for the most part, uh, they are in Manitoba. There are the odd fields here and there that growers are going to finish up this week. There's just some late uh, some late fields down south here, I've, I've I've noticed here at the end of last weekend, but I think probably by the end of this week here, everything should be pretty much wrapped up for soybeans in Manitoba. He says the edible bean harvest is also coming to a close. And the province's weed specialist says now is a perfect time for weed control. Here's Kim Brown Livingston. You know, we've had some early harvests and there's still a few crops kicking around out there. But uh, generally, you know, there's been a lot of weed control done, but we still are having some really great weather for weed control. We need there to be some weeds that are still actively growing in order for, obviously, for them to take up the herbicide that we're spraying. And, you know, we've still got that going on. So there is still time this fall to get some spraying done if that's what uh, the plan is. She says weeds of concern right now are perennials and winter annuals. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, October 20th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a cattle market update from Brian Peria with Canfax. Joining us now is Brian Peria with Canfax to give us a cattle market update. Into the fall run now, so uh, but it, you know all said and done, so far it's been pretty moderate. So we can't, uh, you know, where there's a lot of nervousness with all the drought and dryness about how the fall run would go in terms of numbers. But uh, you know they they've been pretty moderate. Uh, still some bigger numbers likely to come later in the month or early November. Um, on the market side of things, you know, fed cattle prices have been really steady for the last, uh, boy, a month or two, uh, kind of in the mid 150s. Uh, um, and, you know, still a lot of cattle, fed cattle to work through at, at the time being. Uh, on the calf and feeder side of it, uh, you know, just sort of the, the flat uh, fed cattle market um, and these bigger volumes picking up. Uh, and, and seeing cattle on feed numbers well above a year ago, um, you're certainly seeing some softness on the calves, especially um, coming off over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, lots of these calves trading closer to that kind of 210 on steers and heifers way well back of that. Uh, you know, some of the heifers or a lot of heifers dropping into the 170s, uh, you know, with these high feed costs. Uh, Canadian dollars kind of creeping up to 81 cents and uh, yeah, uh, some feedlots need to move fat just to, to make room for these calves. So seeing some pressure, uh, which is kind of fairly seasonal for this time of year. With the drought, you know, did we see a lot of cattle come to town earlier in the year? Or? 
We did see some. You know, July, August, we saw a bump up in auction mark volumes, uh, fishing Manitoba, and we saw quite a lot of cows move pretty early. Um, again, even the cow numbers, they're, they're picking up, but uh, again, they're, they're moderate. It's, it's not mass liquidation by any means. So, uh, yeah, we did see some move a little earlier, and that's maybe helping moderate the numbers at this time, too. You know, heading into towards winter here, how's the uh, feed situation? Yeah, well, yeah, feed costs, again, that's that's a big one weighing on the markets uh, for sure. You know, barley remains in extremely tight supplies and very high prices. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, uh, barley still over 400 bucks a ton right now. New corn will be, lots of corn's going to be booked or fed in, in Western Canada this winter, and, and but that's still coming in around 350, 360 a ton. So, which is which is extremely high compared to where you know a year or two ago when we were you know 200 dollars a ton for barley. So, um, yeah, that that seems to be a pretty persistent uh, high high feed costs uh, in a way on the or keep the calf and feeder prices at bay. That was Brian Peria with Canfax with a cattle market update. Continuing on today's Prairie Eggwire, we're joined by Kim Brown Livingston. She's a weed specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. You know, we've had some early harvests and there's still a few crops kicking around out there. But uh, generally, you know, there's been a lot of weed control done, but we still are having some really great weather for weed control. Um, we need there to be some weeds that are still actively growing in order for, obviously, for them to take up the herbicide that we're spraying. And, you know, we've still got that going on. So there is still time this fall to get some spraying done if that's what uh, the plan is. What, what are, I guess, some of the uh, weeds that we're seeing now? Right now, this time of year, for sure, we, we need to worry about our perennials and our winter annuals. So even things like our stinkweeds, um, those tend to come, you know, in the fall, and then they're really big first thing in the spring. Uh, things like our nightflower and catchfly, that, those type of weeds, um, narrow-leaf toxbeard, those type of things. And then our perennials like dandelions, quackgrass, thistles, of course. As long as they've had enough regrowth after harvest and there's enough leaf material to spray, I would really recommend spraying those before they go into the winter. Are we seeing, um, you know, with the rain and, and warmer temperatures, are we seeing, I guess, weeds more weeds or bigger weeds than normal? or Well, I think we're seeing a flush of weed growth that we just didn't see earlier on in the year because it was too dry. So I, I don't really know if it's different than normal. It's just we're seeing a lot of weed growth now because they've got this bit of moisture. In fact, southern Manitoba has had quite a lot of moisture. And uh, since we started getting a few rains back, way back in August, we've really started to see, to see the weeds start to grow. How does uh, frost uh, factor in? Well, after a frost, you need to assess the weeds to make sure to see whether or not they're, they've been killed by the frost and are they, you know, is there enough tissue left because sometimes they're partially killed, you know, some of the leaves are dead. So you need to assess a frost after a hard frost. You need to wait a couple of days and you need to take a look at it and is that weed still got some green material? Is it still growing? And can it be, you know, is it still something that we can still spray and the herbicide will still work? With uh, farmers trying to conserve moisture, are we seeing more spraying this fall? We are seeing quite a bit of spraying this fall, and I have been a big advocate of spraying in the fall or versus tillage, although I know we've had some... um, We've had some, 
some rain lately. Um, that's helped, but I was concerned about weed growth and, and, and you, those weeds using up some of that really precious moisture because we have been so short on moisture, and we are still very short on moisture in the wholesale profile despite the recent rains. So spraying those weeds so that they stop using that moisture um, and that gives us a little bit more moisture in the spring, that, that would be a really good idea right now. Anything else to highlight here, Kim? Or? I was not a big advocate of tillage a little bit earlier in the fall. I was concerned it was very dry, and, you know, each time there's a tillage pass, that uses up moisture, you know, that because of evaporation. So every time we do a tillage pass, we, we're losing more moisture yet still. I did want to see those weeds gone because they weren't using moisture, but I would rather see them sprayed rather than using tillage. I'm a little more comfortable using tillage now just because, you know, we've had some rain and we've had some of that moisture replenished a bit. So, you know, um, either way, I just think it's a really good idea to get those weeds gone before winter. And that way, if we do have uh, a dry spring, um, those, the, we, you know, you might be able to seed right into that seed bed in the spring and not worry about any weeds coming. That was Kim Brown Livingston, weed specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District meetings are on now. Go to their website for details. Egg in Motion presents a post-harvest information session October 20th. Topics include storing grain options, winter equipment decisions, and more. Visit the Egg in Motion website to register. And Manitoba Pork is hosting its fall producer meetings October 26th in Niverville and October 27th in Portage. To register, email info at manitobapork.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, joining us once again is the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang. He's here today to talk about the edible bee and harvest, which is close to wrapping up. I think for the most part, yep. Um, I Like last weekend, I still... I still did see uh, some fields still not uh, completed yet. Um, I think some of those are, are probably going to finish off this week as long as the, uh, the uh, soil is uh, fit to travel on. Um, it is kind of interesting in the, in the heavier soils, uh, even with the four inches of rain that we had, um, you know, it's, it's drying, the top's drying pretty, pretty nicely actually to be able to get on top and, and travel on the, on the ground. Uh, in other years, when we've had that much rainfall, um, you know, you could be sitting for two or three weeks before you're able to go. So it just goes to show you how dry those soils are. So, Give us your take on, on edible beans for the year. Well, you know, uh, our acres were, were down a bit from last year, um, but still upwards of that uh, 175,000, 175, uh, acre mark. Um, yields were disappointing, I think, uh, all the way around. Uh, there were some bright spots. Uh, I've heard some positive yields around the Plum Coulee area with uh, that area that did get more rain. But uh, I kind of think our provincial average is going to be somewhere around that 12 to 1,300 pounds. Now, looking at the five-year average, uh, your five-year average is around 1,700 pounds, so uh, definitely below average. Uh, with that being said, the uh, real dry areas, uh, you know, in the Winkler area around Carmen there too that did not get the rains, um, those, re- those yields are in that, you know, thousand pound range, you know, plus or minus on either side of that. But, uh, areas that did get a bit more rain, they were able to push in- into that in a mid, uh, 14 to 1500 range. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess we'll see what, uh, acres are like, uh, for next year. Um, the one thing I will add, uh, with the higher nitrogen levels, if you're in an area 
that can grow edible beans and uh, have grown edible beans in the past, um, putting edibles on that uh, soil that has higher nitrogen level might be a benefit for you. Uh, typically, you don't inoculate uh, ed- edible beans. Uh, you just add the nitrogen. So that, that might be another option for growers that are typically in a bean-growing region. And I, I caution that, uh, I add that statement in there is because there are areas in Manitoba, you know, Winkler, Carmen, Portage, Treehern, uh, areas around Cirrus that can grow some really good edible beans, and they have very good, uh, very light soil, and uh, beans will do well on it. Um, however, you wouldn't want to put uh, dry beans in an area like Starbuck, for example, in heavy clay soil, because as dry as it was this year, it can do the opposite next year, and uh, edible beans do not uh, like that excess moisture. Roquette is expected to ramp up production over the next month or so. What's that going to mean for for uh, growers uh, uh, as far as pea acres uh, for next year? Well, I guess uh, we've, uh, if you look back in history a little bit, uh, back to 2016, we had a a huge increase in acres. Um, We hit 162,000 acres in, in, um, or sorry, almost 170,000 acres in 2016. But then with the wet year, the acres really backed off down to around that 65,000 acre mark. Um, but since then, um, with the work that Roquette and Merit Foods have been doing, as long with uh, the work that Manitoba Agriculture and the Pulse Stores have been doing to try to increase those pea acres, and, but do it in a sustainable fashion, uh, this year uh, we've been able to uh, bring up our acres to the uh, you know, 220,000 acre mark. And, um, but it's doing it in such a way that it's, it's going to be sustainable. It's going into areas that are well-suited for pea production. Uh, growers are, are managing their acres appropriately. Uh, they're watching the rotation. They're not putting it on uh, peas on peas or peas every second year. They're stretching it out into that uh, one in four, in some cases one in six. So what that means for pea growers, I guess, moving forward is that, um, you know, as long as, you know, the crop is, is profitable for growers, we'll see growers put it in. And, um, I kind of think we'll probably maybe maintain our acres uh, from this year going into next year. A um, lot of time yet to make those decisions, though, uh, especially with the uh, new crop quantity prices and fertilizer prices. So all those factors come into play. So um, I think overall, though, we should be able to maintain at least that you know, 200 to 220 acre range for next year. That was Provincial Pulse Specialist Dennis Lang with Manitoba Agriculture. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. There's still time for farmers to spray for weeds this fall. Provincial Weed Specialist Kim Brown Livingston talked about weeds of concern at this point in the season. Right now, this time of year, for sure, we need to worry about our perennials and our winter annuals. So even things like our stinkweeds, those tend to come, you know, in the fall and then they're really big first thing in the spring. Things like our nightflower and catchfly, those type of weeds, um, narrow-leaf toxbeard, those type of things. And then our perennials like dandelions, quackgrass, thistles, of course. As long as they've had enough regrowth after harvest and there's enough leaf material to spray, I would really recommend spraying those before they go into the winter. She says after a hard frost, farmers should assess the weeds to see if they're still growing before spraying. And farmers are nearing the end of the edible bean harvest. Dennis Lang is the province's pulse specialist. Last weekend, I still did see uh, some fields still not uh, completed yet. I think some of those are, are probably going to finish off this week as long as the soil is uh, fit to travel on. It is kind of interesting in the, in the heavier soils, even with the four inches of rain that we had, tops drying pretty, pretty nicely, actually, to be able to get on top and, and travel on the, on the ground. Lang says the soybean harvest is also coming to a close. 
I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.